All right, here we go. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 150, and today we are going to be talking about the most important cell phone apps that you need when coming to China. Uh, you will live and die by your smartphone here in China if you don't speak Chinese. Trust me, I've been uh, I've had boots on the ground now for almost three months. Actually, a couple more days. It will be three months, which is hard to believe. I don't know where the time has gone, and. Uh, I will tell you, I didn't have internet access my first two, three days here in China because I didn't have a SIM card yet. And I tell you what, it was a game changer to finally get that SIM card, get some of these apps working here in China that everyone else uses, and a few apps also that are incredibly useful for any foreigners coming to China. So we hope this episode will be a useful one for you, especially if you're planning to come to China in the near future. Or if you're just curious, what are some of the different apps that people use in China that we don't really use in the United States? We do have a few equivalents, but some of them, I would beg to argue, are even better in China. So stay tuned for that. We'll be talking about that later. But before we get to that, I would like to introduce my partner in crime, my good buddy, my buddy without the WeChat account. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit too later this episode. My buddy, Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hmm. Those sound like some fighting words, Chad. Um, <laughs> I, here officially on the Untranslatable Podcast, would like to challenge you to an app off as a proud American here living in America. And uh, ha- maybe I, maybe one day in the near future, I would like to come back at, at you with some must-have US apps here in the United States that you can't go without. It's a great idea. And we, and we'll put your uh, words where your marth- mouth are is Money words where, where your mouth, mouth is. is. That's right. Uh, not off to a great start. Is putting words where my mouth are, um, <laughs> but please, in spite of that, spread a little love. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Just follow us uh, as I'm Everywhere as we're driving to work us. in the morning. Follow us as we come home at night and take out the trash. Kiss our kids on the foreheads and. Say goodnight to them as they go to sleep. <laughs> follow us there, too. Just follow us. Something that the word follow really bothers me. Also, what doesn't bother me, though, is spread a little love. Five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Untranslatable one on Twitter, by the way. You know. Um, Chad, you know, it's the holiday season coming up here. Happening, actually. I mean, it's not just coming up. It's happening. I traveled. I'm, you know, in Louisiana, probably as we speak right now. I am... Also, going to Louisiana again in uh, for Christmas, and then mm-hmm. I also have a uh, I have also have a uh, coming up that Ooh, we'll we'll we'll, that'll, we'll keep that we'll keep that one a secret until it comes up. But the point of what I'm Sounds saying good. is a lot of travel happening. And you know, actually, last episode we talked about uh, was that last episode, dude? I am we have done so many episodes. That it's all it's all the same to me. It's all at a some point two episodes ago, <laughs> I think we did an episode about modes of transportation. Yes, and correct. one of my personal uh, most useful modes of transportation I'm not going to say favorite is the airplane, and I like to bring to mm. you some airplane facts every now and again because um, I, th- these always bring joy to my face. So this I found at one of my favorite places, just to, as weird as this sounds. Reader's Digest. Digest. I, I enjoy that place. There's a lot of... I do, too. ...sort of ridiculous articles that you seem like you should be finding in a uh, doctor's office in there. Right. 
Uh, but they also have a Twitter, and I found this. 40 things your airplane pilot won't tell you. Ooh, I'm excited. Are I'm you excited. a are you an uncomfortable flyer? Do you get nervous flying? I know you get anxious about not missing the flight, but the actual flight right. itself, airplanes. The actual act of flying, no. I am always a little nervous for some reason right before the takeoff and right before we land. Because I think, I could be wrong, but I think statistically speaking, the takeoff and the land are actually usually where things tend to go wrong more often. You know, it's funny. People always say, statistically speaking, that's why that happens when it comes to that. I've heard that before. But they mm-hmm. don't also mention the fact also. But, you know, but like also, in addition to that, statistically right. speaking, airplanes are still by far the safest form the of safest. transportation. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, I get that. I, I Yeah, I get that. I, I don't... I, I'm pretty good with airplanes. I think um, that doesn't bother me. But I'm always interested, like, you know, like, I, I, I'm a little too good with airplanes. Sometimes I'm like, I'm not... I'm not sometimes I'll forget to put my phone in airplane mode and so like as we're landing Uh-oh. I'll start as we're landing I'll like I'll be like why is my phone vibrating and I'll like st- be getting texts because they'll be coming back <laughs> in <laughs> right right and I'll be like oh yeah I forgot to put my phone in airplane mode um back in the day I used to like when now they don't really do this anymore but anymore but I would almost never turn off my um my headphones and so they'd be mm. like turn off for music and I'd be like oh it's off I just have the headphones on um, and they'd be like, because okay. you do walk around with headphones on all the time. I do. And, I, you know, I have like a little pausey thing on my, uh, you know, like you, back when it was a cord, it would be a pausey thing right, right there. Right. And I'd be like, oh, no, it's it's off. I, I just um, have the headphones on. Or a couple times they saw me pause it. A few times they've seen me pause it and they've actually made me turn it off completely. And I'm like, all right. Mm. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Jared's going to get so, on a no-fly list after. One after of the... Uh, TSA um, hears these things. <laughs> uh, please, TSA, listen. Spread it around. Uh, spread a little love. So these are things that 40... Uh, we don't have to, Obviously, I'm not going through all 40, but things pilot, uh, your airplane pilot won't tell you. Uh, I've been struck by lightning twice. Most pilots have. Airplanes are built to take it. You have a big boom. You hear a big boom and see a big flash, and that's it. You're not going to fly out of the sky. So airplanes are ready for lightning potential lightning strikes, and it's almost uh, it's a pretty common thing to see. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, you have a okay. giant metal thing high up in the sky in the clouds. That's that true. You're sense. more likely to um, get struck by lightning if you have an umbrella, let alone if you're even higher than that right. with a giant <laughs> right. in a giant tin right. can. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, sit in the back if you're always cold. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Why in the back? Does the general why? flow of an air uh, of air in an airplane is from front to back. So if you're really concerned about uh, breathing, okay. the freshest possible air or not getting too hot, sit as close to the front as you can. Planes are generally mm. warmest in the back. So maybe you also get some fresher air. So if you're going to sit in the back, maybe you need one of your um, air, air masks. masks. Yeah. Uh, obviously, turbulence isn't dangerous. Everyone knows that. Um, people are, oh, when people, oh, they say, they say, listen, when I tell you to put your laptop away, now I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't leave my laptop out when they say, put it away. Cause that's just being blatantly, uh, like, Rude. It, not, uh, what's like blatantly, uh, what's it when you just like, don't follow orders, whatever that is blatantly not following rebellious. Orders. Sure. Yeah. Um, we don't make you stir your laptop because we're worried about a lot electronic interference. It's about having a pre- projectile on your lap. I don't know about you, but yeah. I don't want to get hit in the uh, head by a MacBook going 20 miles per <laughs> right. hour. 
and we're not yeah, trying to bad. ruin your fun uh, by making you take off your headphones. We just want you to be able to hear us. Um, okay, yeah. I never take off my headphones. Uh, if you're a nervous flyer, <laughs> book a morning flight. The heating of L- the ground later busy? causes bumpier air, and it's much more likely to thunderstorm in the afternoon. Oh, oh wow. I never yeah, thought about dude. that, but I Me guess neither. that's right. Interesting. That's super yeah. fascinating. So, and as it gets hotter in the day, it's more likely that you're going to have turbulence as well. That's interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of rules that don't make sense to them either. Like the fact that when we're at 39,000 feet going 400 miles an hour in a plane that could hit turbulence at any moment, flight attendants can walk around and serve hot coffee in Chateau Biron. Uh, uh, oh, Briand. But when we're on the ground on a flat piece of asphalt going five to ten miles an hour, we're going to get bucked in like a buckled in like they're in a, like they're at NASCAR. Now I guess I get that, but did you see that plane in Chicago that slid Mm-mm. off the runway the other day? No. Now no one got hurt uh-uh. or anything, but it was taking off, and um, well, it freaking slid off the runway. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> Wow. And it, uh, like, it, it just sort of like fell over onto its wing. Okay. And there were a bunch of Midwesterners making jokes like, well, I guess that's the flight. We're like, oh, I guess, <laughs> I, guess the fl- I guess we're not going to Milwaukee or whatever they said. I that don't know. That sounds like the most but, uh, Midwestern thing. Oh, <laughs> oh, I guess our flight's done, guys. Um, but it was also kind of sad because there were people that were generally free- genuinely freaking out, which I guess I understand. Oh, I'm sure that's a traumatizing experience for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's reasons you can't use your cell phone. Um, so that's actually true. Oh, this one really got me. And we can end it here. But uh, we fudge numbers when it comes to flight times. Now, this seems obvious. But mm-hmm. um, it's it's not just your imagination. Airlines have adjusted their flight arrival time so they can have better uh, better record of on-time arrivals. So That makes sense. They might say a flight takes two hours when it really takes an hour and 45 minutes. Also, it makes sense for like when... You know, like say a thirty-minute delay happens, and they're like, "But we can, you know, make up time in the air." Or it's like, "Make mm. that time up, even if we're on time there, son." It's like, "What do you mean you can make up time <laughs> right. in the air?" Right. <laughs> and right. so that, um, that too. But I guess there's always there. I think that used to be like a Seinfeld Seinfeld joke about that, about like, um, you know, making up time in the air. Uh, I'm not gonna. Why would you? Anyway, um, I, I I love these things, and I I hate those people sometimes. I, you know, sometimes I, I hate those people that are like um, ultra rule followery or the opposite of ultra rule followery. And I think I fall somewhere in the middle. And it's, um, you know, you know, honestly, maybe I'll think twice about the headphones sometimes. Maybe. Do, do they but if say I see why someone they like, don't? Say, go ahead. Do, do they say why they don't want you to wear headphones? Oh, they just, say, they just say if they ask you not to, it's so that you can hear them. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Although at the same time, I feel like, um, well, at least during the beginning, I always have my headphones in when they're doing like the safety thing. It's like, look, this isn't my first flight. I, you know, I know there's a little booklet in front of me too. If for some odd reason, I need to brush up on my airplane safety. I'm usually not sitting by an exit, so I don't have to, you know, open the door. You know, almost like 99 times out of 100, the like little raft or life jacket is below the seat you got the oxygen thing is above you you got to make sure you um you know you get your oxygen first before helping children and other passengers 
click on the seat belt and you also, pull the belt. Yeah. Don't be concerned if your oxygen mask doesn't fully inflate. Ox- oxygen is still flowing through it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. See people. So yeah. Have you um, ever experienced I've, an oxygen yeah. mask? I feel like I've asked you this before. I haven't. I haven't. I, would, I just feel like I need to find someone that's experienced that. I haven't. We should either. ask Annabelle. I bet you. She's oh been, yeah, she's the one to she's ask. Been she's on a, a flight attendant. Flight. She's a flight attendant. Yeah. She's actually on a world trip right now, by the way, buddy. She's going to, I think, over... What does that even mean? It means she's going around the world. In one go? Like, uh, oh my god! No, gosh. no, no. Staying at one place for, you know, however long. No, I don't mean, I don't mean Amelia one. Earhart style. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> just, all right, there was my I mean, world she, trip. I'm done. How, how, long, <laughs> how long is this trip? Uh, I think it's like three or four months, something like damn. that. Damn, damn. Mm-hmm. We got to get her back on tenant, man. We do. We really do. I'll send her a message. I need to just say hello. She messaged me from Bora Bora and sent me a couple beautiful pictures. Where is that? So, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Oh, lovely. I've always wanted to go there. Uh, <laughs> Bora Where is it? Bora. I've heard of it. I know it's like a beach it's an place. Like a, yeah, I know that. Ooh, it looks I would gorgeous. Guess the, is, oh, it's I would Tahiti. guess the Caribbean. Okay, Tahiti. Tahiti. Okay. Do you know where Tahiti is? I don't. No, I don't. Small South Here Pacific. We are to get small culture South podcast. Pacific Island. Okay, uh, uh, South it, Pacific. Okay. It, yeah. So it's. I think it's like. Hold on. Let, let's zoom out here on the map. Zooming out. Zooming out. The opposite of enhancing. Close to French Polynesia. All right. Okay. Okay. It's like in between um, Hawaii and New Zealand, essentially. Oh, cool. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So Bora there you go. Bora. I, I want you, you said there were 40 of those. I want you to bring up a couple of them in some future episodes because those were really good. Okay. Those were really good and okay. really useful. I always, we'll when you first when you first said though that you had some like facts from pilots that you don't want to know, it reminded me of the times where you've done like facts about hotel rooms you don't want to know, like the dirtiest uh, spots. Uh, uh, uh. And I was like, <laughs> at first when you said that, I was like, uh oh, am I going to not want to fly anymore after I so, hear this? So pilots like, listen, I have no idea how to fly this thing. <laughs> <laughs> right. I am Whoa. your pilot and I am drunk 90% of the flights I get. <laughs> I uh yeah the one of the engines didn't work for the entire flight uh right I was really hoping the other one wouldn't give out too yeah we <laughs> ran out of gas halfway through but we figured if we got at a high enough altitude we could just coast to our destination one <gasps> of the pilots actually passed out halfway through the flight and we were uh, had a flight attendant sitting in for a while that's why your <laughs> drinks took so long <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry we ran out of uh, cocktails. Uh, the co-pilot decided he, he was a little thirsty today. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll admit it. It was the pilot that clogged the toilet. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry that the uh, 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 lavatory wasn't available. The uh, the co-pilot found out his wife cheated on him last night and decided he'd have a little fun with the flight attendant <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, oh man. my gosh anyway hey let's uh <laughs> spread a little love let's do it let's do it why not uh, why not uh all right so my i have one shout out today and my shout out goes out to an illinois congressional candidate sarah gad who helps employ dozens of formerly incarcerated constituents through a campaign job fair so uh sarah gad hosts a job fair and uh so basically, so here's the story, Jared. So Chicago-based activist and Illinois congressional candidate 
Sarah Gad joined the race for U.S. Congress, uh, and the 32-year-old Democratic candidate launched her campaign last month with a powerful campaign video. Um, And her district actually encompasses the south side of Chicago, which, for those of you who don't know this area, is plagued by a disproportionately high level of incarceration, poverty, gun violence, and unemployment, uh, and all of which uh, Sarah Gad says are uh, inextricably linked, which I would agree. Uh, And she said, I quote, Our criminal justice system targets people of color and leaves them permanently disenfranchised, disenfranchised, unable to find work, housing, or earn a living. So this past Sunday, Gad's campaign hosted a job fair-style meet-and-greet for uh, Chicago's reentry community. The four-hour job fair trade enlisted a variety of background-friendly employers uh, from Amazon to U.S. Census and concluded with 26 on-the-spot hires and dozens of additional interviews. Hmm. Uh, So I think that's really, really amazing. And Gad is actually a third-year law student at the prestigious University of Chicago Law School. She was awarded the 2019 uh, University of Chicago Humanitarian Award for her advocacy work in the realm of civil rights and criminal justice reform. So I think this is really amazing um, that she is making impact for a lot of people. And these are these, although to some could be seen as like a small impact. This is life-changing for some of these people. Being able to finally get a job and have a paycheck coming in, I think it's really great. So we want to send a lot of love out to Sarah Gad, and hopefully uh, she will be able to make it to Illinois Congress. I think that would be absolutely great. Yeah, yeah, I think that's great too. Um, You know, people always talk about how um, recidivism is so high, which is like the rate of people that end up back in prison. Mm -hmm. And... uh, after they've already been in once. And I think it's um, a lot of it has to do with the difficulty of, of getting jobs, you know, absolutely. Where it's like, you don't really have many options to support yourself when you get out. And it makes it easy to go back to crime if you don't have any other option as soon as you get out. And that's all, you know, right. Do you remember when I think my time in prison? I I do. I'm glad you asked. Um, (laughs) Not not where I was going with that. Jared. (laughs) No, do you, I th- I'm pretty sure this was the semester you were with me in Vienna. We watched that movie about the kid that was in juvie, remember? And he had hmm. to... Do, do you remember what I'm... I thought was it for it was, a class I, or something? Yeah, it was for uh, Andrea uh, Sarnet's class. It was f- for that class. And basically, the, the whole <clears throat> point of the class was we talked about the prison system in Austria and compared it to the U.S. prison system. And the prison system in Austria really, I think, does a decent job of... Uh, preparing, um, you know, inmates to adjust back into real life, where I don't really think we have that in the United States. The reason why I bring this up, though, Jared, is I think this would be a very interesting um, episode idea in the near future at some point to talk about the prison system in the U.S., for-profit prisons, which I think Hmm. are a huge problem, Hmm. um, and we could compare them to some other prisons in and around the world. Because at least I know in Finland... Uh, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, a lot of these prisons, some of these prisons look better than like my old apartment in East Lansing, uh, these <laughs> prison cells. So it would be interesting to talk about them and talk about uh, recidivism as well and see which countries have higher rates. I would be willing to bet that the U.S. probably has one of the highest rates in the world. Probably. Um, That's probably a safe bet. Would be. Yeah. But anyways, uh, just a future little topic idea. But now I think it's time to uh, get into the namesake of our podcast here, Jared. Yeah, dude. Ooh, there we go. The untranslatables. You know, somehow I I still 
find untranslatables, and I'm like, oh, this is great. I feel like if we literally, if we had an hour podcast of untranslatables twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, five star reviews, uh, we would, we could do thousands of episodes and never run out. Probably not. I'm always surprised what you dig up, Jared, because you always find some really fascinating and interesting languages. Hmm. A lot of times, I don't even know where these languages are located, so I learn a lot from your different untranslatables. And you always pick very interesting and abstract ones. So I want you to get started today. Uh, well, you know this language, but I still think it is very interesting and abstract. Uh, it's Swahili, mm-hmm. and it's Pilipili Usioi Iswala Yakuashiani. Which means? And it literally means, how come that pepper... Uh, which you are not eating is too hot for you. So is this like don't knock it until you try it? No. We have no. a very popular untranslatable here in the United States uh, involving the alphabet. Involving the alphabet? Uh, Some oh, of the dot letters. The T- Dot the T's mm, and cro- no, no, cross no, no, the, no. Cross the T's, How come the that I's? pepper that okay. you're not eating is too uh is too hot for you? I I don't know. Tell me. Uh, this is an A and B conversation to see your way out. It means oh, mind your own business. Gotcha. <laughs> mind your own business. That's right. That's right. So it's mind like we're eating business. the pepper. Why is why is this too hot for you? Like it, why is this conversation right. too much for you? This is not even your conversation. Right. You're not eating the pepper. That makes sense now. That makes sense. <laughs> I okay. love that one. Okay. Right. Right. That's when you tell people nunya. What? Mm-hmm. Nunya business. <laughs> That's a well, that came from like a wasn't that from like a Disney movie that were like so, that first yeah. became like a, a thing back right. in the day? That might For have been 90s from kids, um, most definitely. like Brink or something like that. I remember Brink. I wonder if it was from Boy Meets World or something like that. Like might have been Boy Meets World. Then. I don't think it Could was though. I feel like it okay. wasn't. Maybe it was. Maybe it was something that sure. like Eric would say. Yeah, I could see. I that. could see. Yeah, I maybe it was. That. Maybe yeah, it was. I don't know. Or uh, or, or nacho uh, nacho cheese is that? Oh yeah, one that, that was a that, thing? that was a popular joke back in the day. Yeah, what cheese yeah. doesn't belong to you? Nacho cheese. Yeah, nacho cheese. Right. <clears throat> Anyways, I got a Chinese one for you to get started, and it is, bu pa man ju pa ting pa ting, and this means uh, literally means not afraid slowness, just fear stop. Oh, it's like you're not you, like you're afraid of failure. Essentially, it's like you're not afraid of of obstacles. You're just afraid of not moving forward. It's like some. It's yeah. like something yeah, the Rock I'd would put on you. his Instagram. I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah, it says, "Be not afraid of growing slowly. Be only afraid of standing still." So, hey, yeah, everyone, don't be afraid it's of- the Rock here in the powerhouse. <laughs> you know, when I'm here listening to my man Ludacris, I sometimes say to myself, "Don't be afraid of." Of obstacles, just be afraid of uh, stopping. That's why I'm here lifting all this weight wherever I am here in Abu Dhabi, getting it done. That's what it means. I hope you start doing Instagram posts <laughs> like this for our podcast. Just one of those above, right? A weekly Jared inspirational. Uh, here in the J Dog Powerhouse, <laughs> <laughs> getting it done. You know, make make fun of him all you want, Jared, but that dude does get it done. For I mean, sure. he's 
definitely doing better than me in life. Let's be honest. Right. I mean, there's no denying that. Most uh, <laughs> yeah. That's but he does sure. travel with like his own gym. Um, well, when you're at that level, Jared, I think you're allowed to travel with whatever that's true. you want that's at true. that point. I feel I feel special when I get freak uh, free check luggage. <laughs> <laughs> right? No kidding. No kidding. He's got like a four thousand uh, or no? Isn't it like a four ton gym or something? Traveling. He's with literally just traveling with weight. You know, it's like, it's right. like, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't know if I can bring this sweater. I can bring an extra cardigan. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. My next untranslatable oh, is Arabic, and it is. Bahu Mekirsha Basala. And it means he sold him for an onion peel. Is that like to sell your friend out, to stab them in the back? But why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Uh, I don't, mm, don't I think don't too know. much into why? it. Don't think too much into why it. Why are you doing yes. it? Yes. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. You're well, right. Well, why it's are this, you it's doing a set, it? But it's like to throw away a, a relationship for no good reason, you know? Oh, that Where it's makes like, sense. Like you, you, yeah. you sold me out for an onion peel, you know? Like that's that's right. what this relationship is worth. Right. Oh, thanks, guy. Yeah. I see how it is. Yeah. Wow. Right. Wow. Exactly. All right. My next one for you is uh, a Kiwi phrase from New Zealand. I figured it'd be kind of fun to do one of these. And I was watching an older... Uh, comedy special by Trevor Noah a couple days ago, and he was talking about accents. And so, famous New Zealand um, uh, comedian. So, so New Ze- <laughs> well, he's no, he's from he's from no, South I Africa. Know, but I know. Apparently, in the in the in the segment or whatever, New Zealand accent was like the voted one of the sexiest accents. And he was like, how, mm. he was like, how is that possible? Like, you want some six? You want some six? <laughs> And he was like, it's not sexy. Like, there's nothing sexy about it. So, who, says, uh, who says, do you want some sex? First, like, just in general. I had a teacher maybe in New in, Zealand, man. That's I don't true. know. Uh, I had a teacher in, two teachers actually, when I lived in Germany. <laughs> they, were in a, they were in a relationship, but got divorced while they were still teaching Ooh. in Germany. But they were from New oh, Zealand God, and awkward. they had weird accents. So uh, here we go, Jerry. Please, yes. It is. Uh, and I'm not, I'm just, well, I'll try to do the accent by my butcher it and it'll probably sound more australian than new zealand which for our listeners out there are for sure very different accents in my opinion australian mm-hmm. and new zealand so here we go very pandering and just i respect pulping. it because we do have listeners there by the way in both right shout right. out to you guys right give us five star reviews that's right assholes yeah thank you <laughs> spread a little love <laughs> we, we just lost our listeners from new zealand <laughs> and australia right now no anyways that's that's how uh, they roll they, just, they like that kind of stuff over there that you know? is true you're right a little tough I, I'm, love I'm, nothing wrong i'm with about to love. duck under the table but go, keep going all right here we go just popping into the dairy just popping into just the dairy. popping right. into the dairy okay is it like just popping into the, just having a taste? It's kind of a nope. little sip. Nope. Uh, just getting started. No. Pre-gaming. Nope. Um, uh, what do you think milk? the dairy is, Jared? The dairy. The dairy. It's a place. It's a place. Oh, okay. I thought, you, I thought was gonna, my next guess was going to be motorboating. Um, <laughs> I, see, I see where that could come it's, from. It's going to pop into the dairy. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that better be a clip. That better be a clip. Listen, it's late. I will fly outside I'm of China just to see that clip on Instagram. At home on a Saturday, this is what happens. 
Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's a place. Oh, getting ice cream. Mm-mm. Also, oh. great guess. No, I'm gonna give it to you. It just means like making a quick, quick trip to the convenience store. Uh, okay, okay. The dairy. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Hmm. Apparently, Aussies give Kiwis a lot of shit for calling a convenience store the dairy. So I thought that was oh, kind of funny. Oh, okay, okay. That makes me feel better for being confused about mm-hmm. it. Then shout out to our Australian right. listeners. We're confused too. Uh, <laughs> maybe we could start some big beef over there how great would that be um, not that there's already not beef over there I guess my next one's also Arabic and it's Kisiblaak uh, and um, <clears throat> earmuffs to some listeners may a, vagi- may a vagina swallow you Kisiblaak is this like go fuck yourself yeah sure yeah alright yeah all right. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But I was like, oh, okay. this, I guess, but yeah, I mean, I guess I get how that's an insult, but I was like, okay, it would be better than having this conversation. You right. know, not with that's you. I'm true. just mean if you're, I'm in a confrontational situation is what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. That's fair. That is fair. Well, Jared, how about we get into our apps in China? Because we have a lot of apps to talk about today. Yes. So I think it's going to take you some betcha. time. So obviously, if you've been following our podcast for the last, I don't know, two to three weeks, check out our episode, iChat. You just said episode, dude. (laughs) Episode, that's right. Today is the episode. Maybe that should be the title Writing it down. (laughs) The untranslatable episode in China. Um, But no, if you check out our episode, um, iChat, you chat, we all chat for WeChat. I think that was the title, right? Yes, it was. Um, That is one of the... Most important apps in China. So we'll start there. And if you want more information, though, check out that episode because it's it's definitely a good one. There are a lot of goodies. But WeChat is basically the end-all, be-all, the, uh, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit of apps here <laughs> in China. With, uh, with, that is right. Um, because on WeChat, not only can you send messages, you can voice call, you can video call, you can share media, you can post your moments. Actually, well, here, Jared, I'll show you. I posted. Uh, I would I get so mad when I moment. see your moments because. Uh, anyway, actually, well, I haven't posted. I haven't posted a moment since this last one here. Let me let me find it real quick. Another. I'm still trying to work my way around WeChat. Another myself. reason why the why WeChat is the holy grail. From what I remember from that episode, I chat, we chat, we all chat for a WeChat episode 141. If I'm not mistaken, what I remember mm-hmm. from that episode also is that a lot of very popular apps also can similar to how you can sign into different apps here in the United States through Facebook. That's sort of similar with WeChat. So WeChat can also connect, mm-hmm. can also be your center right. for you to access a lot of also very popular apps in China. Right. So here, here's my moment though, Jared. Scoot over if a little want, bit. I, Scoot it over a little bit. There you go. Yeah. What's, what are you so doing with I your was, hand? So that is, I'll explain that in a moment, Jared. But so this was on the train to Harbin for my teaching uh, mm-hmm. workshop. Stun on you, hose in first class on the train is what your caption That's is. That's exactly what it says. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but no, so this, Jared, when you do this in China, it is, uh, it's when you put your, so let me describe it for our listeners, not for the people on YouTube. But when you put your index finger kind of across your thumb, um, you make a heart. See, if you look closely, it's a heart, Jared. Oh, see yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, yeah. a heart. Interesting. So it's, it's funny. A lot of people in China do the peace sign thing. 
a friend of mine taught me the the like heart symbol. Mm. Uh, my friend, shout out to my buddy Damien. Um, and so ever since then, now in China, when I take pictures, that's always what I do because most Chinese people do this. I like to do the heart. I like we're it. We're trying to yeah. spread love on our podcast, Jared. So there mm. you go. Spread a little so, love. Um, I'll send you that picture. You can you can post that when this episode drops if you want. And uh, okay, I'm gonna add my go. code into it. <laughs> But yeah, so anyways, WeChat, yeah, you have moments, you can comment on moments, you can um, do stuff. What I didn't know, though, is that when you get comments, I thought it was kind of like Facebook, how everybody can read them, right? Turns mm-hmm. out only you, the person who posted them, and your mutual friends can actually see ah, those comments. That's interesting. Yeah. I like that. It's very interesting. Yeah, You is. can get a little more other, personal in, in the comments. Right. Right. The other interesting thing, too, about WeChat is so you can also have big groups, kind of like a Facebook Messenger group, right? Um, But the funny thing about WeChat groups is you only see what is there from the moment you're added. So you can't see any previous Mm. messages. So if I have a group on WeChat and we're having a conversation on Sunday and I add Jared on Monday, he won't see anything. So we could just talk Mm. mad shit about Jared all day Sunday, (laughs) add him on Monday, and he wouldn't see any of it. Okay, shut up, shut up, shut up, guys. Shut up, shut up. I'm about to add him. I'm about to add, about to add him. Oh, my exactly. God. Exactly, exactly. He's totally going to fall for this. <laughs> <laughs> right. But hey, yeah, so dude, WeChat, what's up, man? <laughs> exactly. New exactly. group. Hey, buddy. Right. Uh, Jared's here. Everybody welcome Jared to the group. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, WeChat is, I think, if you need to get one app in China, at least if you plan on communicating with people, you need WeChat. Another one, though, that's super popular is called Weibo. Which I think is kind oh, of the by the way pronounced, of, uh-huh. I believe, more like Weibo. Or is it Weibo? Yeah, it's Weibo. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Weibo, Weibo is essentially. Weibo. Uh, uh, I, I've heard uh, of. I've heard it a few times in, during my research. It's essentially Chinese Twitter, more or less. I would but say, but longer form, apparently. Correct. Correct. So, is there any place for you on Weibo? Meaning, you having no Chinese abilities, especially in the reading department, I would assume. No mm, offense. Right. Is there any no, place no for you it. on a place like that? Can you find things to follow that's that's in English? I I don't know. Have you I, would assume, I would assume so. I haven't. I don't even have uh, Weibo on my phone. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I haven't even had it on my phone because I can get everything done with WeChat. Um, mm. I do know that like a lot of like teachers um, and like schools and stuff will have uh, Weibo accounts, um, which is a big one. But also, you can do a lot of that stuff via WeChat as well. Uh, WeChat's also great because you can like send people money for all of our American listeners out there. It's like Venmo. You're able to like send send people money, but you can do it right within the app, which is great. So you know, if I buy dinner um, and Jared's trying to give me cash, and I'm like, cash, come on, we're in the 21st century here. <laughs> Just WeChat me the money. He can do that. <clears throat> um, and so yeah, so WeChat's great. There's a lot of different games, but that is definitely a big one when you come here and if you want to communicate. Also, another one, though, speaking of payment, that is really useful is also called Alipay, which is a part of Alibaba, which is a huge, huge, huge company here in China. And the nice thing about Alipay, and I think this might also be true now with WeChat, but when I got here, it was not the case. You can actually link a foreign account to Alipay, which is great because Hmm. when I came here, I had a lot of problems in the beginning because uh, I didn't have a bank account for almost a month of me being here. And so what that meant was I couldn't use any WeChat Pay, any Alipay, nothing. I had to pay for cash for everything. And I also couldn't accept any uh, transfers via WeChat because we tried it. Um, 
And so anyways, with Alipay now, though, I've heard that you can actually link up a foreign account to it and also do that, which I think is really great. I wonder so, if you, with your American account that you could potentially hook mm-hmm. up to uh, Alipay, should be concerned about potential breaches. Now, I'm... Probably, I would think probably not. These okay. s- seem to I be mean, pretty secure. Yeah, um, but a, I could I be mean, wrong. Another gigantic, you know, co- right. organizations. Um, I'm just. I wonder, you know, if if you're at more of a risk just uh, with the international right. aspect to it. Not even to uh, you know say anything about uh, AliPay specifically. Just about right. You know, if you're at risk right. with that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure. That's a great point, Jared. I would think not. But here, let me just show you though, Jared. So. So this is the way Alipay looks. Um, so I have Alipay and WeChat Pay because most places have WeChat Pay, but some places don't. And some people mm-hmm. prefer to transfer money via Alipay. So anyways, with Alipay, you can transfer money. Uh, you can like top up your phone. So if you need to add more money to your phone, uh, you can buy movies. You can order uh, or you can pay for your DD, which we'll talk about in a minute. You can also pay for your... What's cool about uh, paying for utilities in China is that on WeChat and on Alipay, you just enter in your account number and you can pay for it directly. And uh, quite a few episodes ago, we were recording the episode and my power went out mid-episode. And so I paid the bill while we were recording and the power came back on before the episode ended. So if you lose power here in China, at least where I live here in Jinan, if you lose power, you can actually pay for it on your phone and then... Uh, after you pay for it on your phone, the power comes on like within the next twenty minutes, which is pretty yeah. great. Which I always, I've, I've seen you do that a couple times, or at least bring that up a couple times, even outside of the podcast, and it always blew my mind because here in the United States, if I'm not mistaken, you could probably go months without paying your bills before it actually turned off. Right, like like electricity and gas and all that stuff. Like, right. you, like I've never tested it. Um, I, I, it's not a test I really want to uh, partake in, but mm-hmm. um, if I'm not mistaken, you can go. I, I've definitely let's put it this way: just out of sheer forgetting, I've definitely maybe oh, missed, you know, paid a week or two later, just because I you know forgot about it or something like that. But right. um, and, and I obviously I've definitely never noticed anything, uh, any disturbances. But I, I get the feeling you could probably go much longer than that. I would think so too. Yeah. But yeah, so so anyway, so Alipay is great as well in terms of payment here in China. And if you have a foreign bank account, but you're coming to China, but you want to be able to accept money, transfer money, and uh, not have to carry a ton of cash around with you, I would highly suggest Alipay. Now, I will tell you though, Jared, when you set up Alipay, at least for me, because I set it up with my Chinese bank account, and now I don't even know if I could link my US bank account because in China, the the, the name that is listed first is actually their last name. The second name you see written is the first name. Mm-hmm. So what this means is I had to write my name flipped. So my first name, according to my account, is my last name. And my last name, according to my account, is my first and middle name. Why was it so important to keep your name in the proper order? Because that's the way the bank entered it in. Uh, that's just how the bank does it, at least my oh, bank here in oh, China. Oh, that wasn't and you so that did to that. Match Right. No, it has to match. Everything has to match the bank account perfectly. I so, got you. I, th- I thought that was you that was doing that. I, okay. No. Okay. But the funny thing was when I first entered, when I first tried to set up my WeChat pay, it wouldn't work for the longest time. And I'm like, this is the right card. I'm typing in my passport oh, number Oh, but correctly. you were entering, entering in your name. 
my the first way name and then my yeah, last name. The proper way the that US. the form tells you to do it. Right, 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 exactly. So okay. for, just, to, just to yeah. clarify for our listeners, so if you come to China and you have a Chinese bank account and you want to set these up, most likely you are going to have to write your last name as your first name and your first and middle names as your last name. Just to save you all a little bit of confusion. Why and didn't trouble. you just omit the middle name altogether? That's not a required. Because you don't have to use it. It is. That. It is. In China, you have to enter in everything that's on your passport. Okay. Because, like in the and U.S. My here, on my passport. You, like on any form, you don't really have to put in your middle name. Right. Like right. you can, you but I, like on, when I like get air, like airplane tickets and all that stuff, I never mm-hmm. put in my middle name. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But yeah, so so anyways, but yeah, those apps are crucial. WeChat and Alipay will really help you out in terms of buying things, transferring money, mm-hmm. um, things like that. And I will tell you that Chinese people, a lot of times, unless it's, well, let me put it this way. If you, if you pay them more than what, uh, whatever, co- you know, something costed, the Chinese culture is in the way that they will give you every cent back. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so if you if you go to pay for something and then the difference is one one RMB, right? Um, a Chinese person, at least in my experience, they will be adamant to give you that one RMB. Um, whereas in the states, where oh, it's a dollar, just don't worry about it, right? Um, so yeah, so that's why it's also useful to have AliPay or WeChat Pay, um, so they can transfer it if they don't have whatever the difference is in cash. Okay. Um, so yeah. All right. The next one though. Uh, or mm-hmm. well, do you have any questions, Jared? I'm doing a lot of talking. Do you have any questions? I have some apps for you if you don't get if you don't bring them up. I don't okay. have any questions. questions. Okay. Oh well, I do have questions, but I don't have to ask them now. Keep going. Okay. The next big one that has been a lifesaver for me is Didi, and mm. Didi is uh, the basically it's a ride sharing app. So you have three options on Didi. Uh, you have you can uh, call a taxi, which is is usually what I do because I've been told that. Although a taxi you might spend a little bit more money for, um, they're more reputable, right? Mm. Um, but you can call a taxi, so you can request a taxi. So the way it works, and the nice thing about DD is it's in English. So I have my DD right here. It's in English. Uh, mm-hmm. You can choose taxi. You, you can choose Express, which is just a normal car. You can choose Premier, which is like a fancier car. And then Lux, which is deluxe, which is a super nice car or a van. So if you have a bunch of people. Um, Interesting though. You can you can mm-hmm. get a ride share like an Uber or a Lyft in that app, but you can also get a taxi in the same app. Like those are different Correct. levels of it's options. All in the same app. Correct. That's an Correct. interesting idea. I kind of prefer really that. Like that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think it's great. Uh, and you can even see like cars around you. So like see there's like kind of like Uber. So yeah. you can see there are some taxis near me mm-hmm. in case I want to order one. Um, but anyways, so you you type in just like in Uber or Lyft, you type in your pickup location, then where you need to go. Um, with Express, if you type it in, it will give you the estimated fare. With a taxi, it will not. So now, that can is you one do advantage. that through WeChat, or is that its own app? You, I think you can probably do it through WeChat. I use the app itself, okay. just because sometimes if you use WeChat for other apps, like one, the window is smaller, and two, it mm. op- might operate a little differently. It might even only it's operate optimized. in Chinese. It's not optimized exactly. for the, in that exactly. app. So, mm-hmm. so I use the app itself. It's just if you type in D-I-D-I in any app store. Now, the bad thing about Didi is the moment you turn it on, um, which makes sense, it uses your location, which is fine because they need that to pick you up. However, the reason why I mention this 
is it will kill your battery. It drains your battery life like none other. When I used to use Ubers or Lyfts in the U.S., it wouldn't kill my battery nearly as much as when uh, I use DD. So, so I always make sure to close out the app. Once I'm in the cab, at least if I know where I'm going, I'll close it out. Or what I'll do is I'll put in my location on Apple Maps, which doesn't kill the battery, and then follow the route from there, just so I know they're not taking any detours. These, but the nice thing... Yeah, go ahead. These are the, the little phone tricks you need to know when you are addicted. Well, not addicted, excuse me. When you're like so reliant on your phone. like uh, Exactly. exactly. <laughs> these things it's would never crucial. cross my mind, but I'm also not this reliant on my phone. Also, I, you know, I have probably more... Uh, opportunities to plug in outlets but yeah right that's uh the other thing though too uh regardless of apps make sure before you come to china bring a portable charger or portable battery that's key in the dds whether it be a person's car or a taxi do they Mm -hmm. often have chargers available in the in there a lot of them will a lot of them will what i've seen now which is really cool is i've seen a a charge one cord and then it's like spliced into a Thunderbolt, a micro oh, USB, yeah. and what other ones? I've never you seen can that like before, connect it. You can like connect it to the plug thing. No, no, no. So it's, it's oh, one oh, it's cable, just one cord, but that splits off. Four or five um, coming out. Yeah, it's really cool. I got cool. you. I got you. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Didi's another big one for sure. Okay. Um, then an- I would say you should have any type of translation app. Now I will tell you though. Um, Google Translate does work in China, which is great. I use Google Translate when I'm out in public and people are speaking to me in Chinese and I don't know what they're saying so I just hit the microphone button and I have them talking to my phone and then we communicate that way it's not the smoothest way to communicate obviously I wish I could just understand them and speak Chinese with them mm-hmm. um, but we're, we're getting there very slowly um, but anyways so is that the uh, only trans s- is that the only translation app you use another, me yes but there's another really good one called Pleco P-L-E-C-O mm. check that one out the reason why I also like Google Translate is if you uh, need a Chinese person to write something for you, there's a way to write the characters on Google Translate. Uh. I believe there is also a way to do that on Pleco, but I just tend to use Google Translate more. Um, so definitely you should have some type of translation app when you come here to China. The other thing too is if you type in an English word or phrase or anything you need, you can also either show them the characters or you can hit the little speaker button and it will say it for them. I have a translator recommendation for you. It's called okay. Wago. Have you heard of Wago? I actually have it on my phone, but I haven't used it yet. Okay. Uh, it's not your average translator. Sorry, I was just trying to uh, <laughs> accentuate their uh, use of the um, exclamation, exclamation point, which point. didn't really seem necessary to me. <laughs> uh, Wago is an award-winning offline visual translation application that enables travelers to easily overcome the language barrier while exploring China. Unlike conventional character-by-character translation, Wago lets you use translate uh, menu I- uh, Wago lets users translate menu items, street signs, and more. Simply mm-hmm. wave your camera over the Chinese characters, and with the use of optical character recognition, it is able to instantly translate Chinese into English. What, what makes Wago an amazing app is also its ability to translate offline. Uh, meaning mm. you don't have to be connected to internet or some sort of net, uh, Wi-Fi for it to work, um, and so yeah, maybe that's I'll maybe have to try maybe. It out. Tr- I remember you mentioning a while ago that you do have the camera that can translate a lot of you know uh, Chinese right. characters, but it's not good with signs. I'd right. be curious to know if Wego would be better. 
I'll I, try I, it. Please. I'll try it. I'll do some homework and get back to you. Thank you. Uh, another thing, though, too, about scanning Chinese and translating it, you also have that function in WeChat as well. And the WeChat oh. translator is also pretty good. I tend to actually use WeChat when I go to restaurants and want to scan the menu. Because I wonder Google if there's, is just different. I wonder if there's uh-huh. a connection. Maybe. Like I'm I not wonder sure. I wonder if uh like Wago is, you know, somehow activated in WeChat and that might be what you I don't know. WeChat seems to be they are the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You never know. Right, right. Uh, another big one too is so so obviously you need your communication apps. So WeChat um, is a big one. Uh, uh, Weibo as well. Um, Weibo. Your, your, uh, thank you. Your uh, money app. So WeChat Pay, well, which is within we- the WeChat platform also. Alipay is a good one. Um, I'm just trying to recap these here so I can think of DD, the rideshare app, a translation app. Another big one too is a mapping app. Now, I personally have an iPhone, so I use Apple Maps, but a very popular one here in China is called Baidu Maps, B-A-I-D-U. Yes. The only issue with Baidu for me is it's all in Chinese. Mm. So, um, so that's why I use Apple. Maps. I'm a big fan of Baidu. Baidu's pretty cool. You better call um, Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a- anyways, anyways. So, uh, oh my Baidu, God. Baidu app, uh, the Baidu uh, map app is really good, and that one's mm-hmm. really useful though if you are uh, getting a ride with a taxi and you're not using Didi. Um, yeah. Because if you try Apple Maps, it's all going to be in English. So Baidu, if you can find the location on there, you can show them in Baidu Maps, and then they can take you wherever you need to go, which is great. I've also heard that Baidu Maps is actually much more updated and more accurate than Apple Maps and Google Maps. Also, interestingly enough, Google Maps does work in China. At least last I heard it was working in China. But there's a really cool app, Jared, that that a friend of mine told me about. And this this app is kind of like a mapping app. But it also has a lot of other great stuff. Um, it's called Lost Laowai. Laowai is L-A-O-W-A-I. This is what it looks like. Oh, sorry. Lost Laowai. Mm-hmm. And this one's cool Loading. because it's uh, because it is. Uh, you can find you can find restaurants. You can find all sorts of different stuff. Um, it's a mapping app. You can find. Uh, restaurants, you can find banks, you can find coffee shops, nightlife venues, entertainment venues, hotels, supermarkets, travel, tourism, fruit and milk tea drink shops, metro subway <laughs> stations. Um, have, I'm, I'm have, just scrolling through here. I use it heard, uh, once in a while. Yeah. Have you heard of Kluk? Kluk? I have not. I have not. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, check out Kluk. If... Um it's a similar thing. Asia's largest in-destination booking platform carries a wide range of activities and services for the independent traveler. Here is where we get our basic fix for holiday essentials like portable Wi-Fi devices, airport... Wait, what? Oh, it's uh, also especially helpful when it comes to half-day tours to locations mm-hmm. outside of the city. Uh, and if you uh, want to venture out on your own, it can give you some self-guided tours, too. Kluk also offers discounted tickets to certain attractions like Shanghai Disneyland, if you're into that kind of thing. Um, and you can get, like, you know, tickets to skip queues and, or lines. Excuse me. Queues. Brilliant. Queues. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so check out Kluk. Probably a competitor to the one you just brought up. I have yeah, a question for well you, Chad. Uh huh. Go ahead. Do you find yourself? Uh, do you find what? 
So here in the U.S., if I'm ever just bored, I find myself pulling up Twitter in, or Instagram, usually, one of those mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. What is the app you find yourself pulling up if you're just like if you're just you know mindlessly on your phone? I think you could guess. WeChat. Yes, sir. WeChat, mm. without a doubt, WeChat. Okay, I mean it just has everything. Yeah. Are it you does. are you user of? Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh man, what? Yoku. Oh, that's the Chinese YouTube. Uh, yes. Not really. I, I have a better one for you. Or Yuku? Is it Yuku? Yuku. It's Yuku. Okay, it's not Yuku. I, be- I have a better one for you, though. I don't... Actually, well, here, I'll look right YouTube. now. I don't know if it's no, an app. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's an app, but I know it's a website, and I love this website. It's called Bilibili, B-I-L-I-B-I-L-I. And, that, and the reason why I like that is you can find a lot of stuff that is on YouTube on Billy Billy. Let me see mm. if they... I, I would be willing to bet it's an app. I'm going to find out for you right now. So, do you... When, on YouTube, are you, when you were here in the I United States... I believe it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, you hear, when you were here in the United States, did you have like YouTube channels that you subscribe to that you like to keep up with? Oh, absolutely. Do you find yourself um, missing those in China or do you, have, do you have access to them through Billy Billy? A lot, I've been able to find a lot of cool stuff on Billy Billy, um, but it's not actually YouTube channels. It's usually like videos that have been downloaded from YouTube channels and uploaded there. So like I mm. watched the Trevor Noah comedy special on Billy Billy. Uh, there's a lot of really good stand-up actually on Billy Billy from America and Great Britain. So that's awesome. Um, there's a lot of cool music on there. So music videos and different stuff like that. Uh, also, I've seen episodes of The Office on Billy Billy. So there's a lot of random stuff there, um, and it's great. But uh, and I think there's an app for it as well. But Yuku is a big one. The reason why I prefer Billy Billy is, I think either they rarely have advertisements or the advertisements are much shorter. With Yuku, okay. there's so many advertisements; it's crazy. Um, so yeah. But there's another really big app, Jared, that I wanted to mention before we uh, move on uh, to our next segment, which is food ordering apps. So in China, oh, yeah. actually, actually, there's two more. So the oh. big food ordering app here that I use, at least, it's called uh, Meituan. And Meituan is great because once you have your address entered in, not only can you order food, you can order stuff from the grocery store, you can order cleaning supplies. Once you have Meituan on your phone, now it is all in Chinese. So at least for me, I spend a lot of time just scrolling through and seeing what things are. Pictures? Um, Do they have Pictures? They have pictures of everything, but okay. you know, to, even to find the stuff, like there are different categories, right? So oh, you have to kind of right. click and kind of yeah. look and see. Um, n- now, the quick way to do this, though, if you don't have the time to just scroll, and sometimes for me, I just like looking to see what's on there because I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not sure, you can use like Google Translate, type in whatever you need, and then copy paste it into the search bar, and then it'll come up quickly. Um, so that's a way to get Which, around. Can you copy stuff from that kind of app? Like you can copy stuff. From Google Translate? Absolutely. Google oh, Translate. From, from Google Translate. And I thought you, you meant from the food app because I, I was no, thinking like... Be, well, from the food app, you can take a screenshot of it, upload the screenshot either to WeChat Translate or Google Translate, and that's usually what I do. It's a lot of work. Damn. I Probably know you just could do be that. easier to learn Chinese, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, so Meituan's great. Actually, I ordered some really, really good Korean fried chicken uh, yesterday. And How dare you? i that for lunch after we're, after we're done recording. Um, you know, I'm personally more of a Datsung Dianping kind of guy, you know? Okay. I heard Muay Thai's great, but that's my, my preferred food app. Have you heard and of why it? why is that? 
I have, of course. Uh, nobody loves food as much as we do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, it's a, uh, I don't know why. It's user-generated reviews. Does yours have reviews? Yes. And pictures. Recommendations of dining places in China. Think of it as a Groupon and Yelp all in one. It's only available in, uh, China, in Chinese at the moment, but they promise that the food is worth the extra effort. So, um, I, you know, I have no real reason. I just like to see if you are familiar with the competitors. I am, yeah. And, and I, how is it I that you choose the one you choose? Like, how did you because how did you stumble on that one first? Is it just that's what you heard of first? That's the one I heard about. Yeah, that's the yeah. one I heard that's about. That's what everyone happens. was raving about. Yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so if you want to order food or like, I can order beers on Meituan. I can order everything. I can order slippers. Um, <laughs> these are like very basic, specific things. Well, these food, are all things beer, I've ordered. And slipper. Beer, oh. slippers. <laughs> I've ordered cleaning supplies on Meituan. Um, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Um, like basic household stuff that you could get. Basically, if you can get it at a grocery store, you can get it on Meituan, which is great. Okay. Um, but the do they go to the grocery that, store, or does it like does yeah, it like they a, go to the grocery store, pick it up for you, and they bring it over usually okay, on like okay. a scooter. Um, anyway, so so Meituan is great. Another one that that I use occasionally, but I actually know of a, an online equivalent that is good if you don't speak Chinese. So uh, the other one is called Taobao. They also have Tmall, which mm. is, I think, a similar one. And this is kind of like eBay. Um, yes. I don't actually think you have to bid on stuff. I think you can just buy it. Um, but yep. Taobao has everything, everything and anything. The problem is, though, is I don't speak Chinese and can't read Chinese. So uh, you really need someone to help you because it's all in Chinese. But right. if you're not willing to uh, or if you don't have someone to help you, a really useful website that I've used, and that's actually what I used to order my winter jacket and my dumbbells and some other stuff, is um, called baopals.com. B-A-O-P-A-L-S.com. It's all in English. It all goes through Tmall uh, and Taobao, and you can order stuff online there, and it's all in English for you. So it's just like a work through for people that can't speak chinese essentially correct it's not so, an app but it's a website yes you um shoot i know i forgot what i was gonna ask uh, oh but i have ordered some i remember stuff what I was gonna ask. with the help of so, some friends uh, this might sound like a stupid question um but so like on a place like taobao because it's all in chinese you can't even type mm-hmm. in like say jeans you can. You can. That's what's interesting about it. You can. You can type in in English. Like I was looking for classical. You just won't guitars. be able to get a specification on on sizes or anything or what or well, what you, you're getting. Well, once you click on the item, you will. But it's also all in Chinese. Right. Except right, for right. interestingly, sizes usually are you know S M L X L so on and so forth. Um, so and you just can in case kind you, of search just by. But you'd be going off of pictures. Yes, you'd be going off of pictures. And are these Asian sizing or is this European sizing? Because mm. in China, I'm a 3XL. And a 3XL <laughs> is like fits me perfect. Like really, I probably... I hate to break it to you, but you're a 4XL here in the US, Chad. <laughs> exactly. So so yeah, so you, so you have to make sure you know... And that's why I like Baopals. Because Baopals, because it's all in English, it will tell you if right. it's European sizing or Asian mm-hmm. sizing. So it's very different. I actually ordered a couple blazers during the eleven uh, eleven Black Friday sale here in China, and initially I had them in my cart as two XL because they did have the sizing, like the measurements. And then I was like, uh, you know what? I'm just going to play it safe and get a three XL. Thank God I did because the three XL fits me perfectly. Um, yeah. When I first got here in China, I can tell you it wouldn't 
have fit me because um, I've lost, lost weight since I've been here. So anyways, Bao Pals is a good workaround if you don't uh, read or write Chinese. Uh, it's very easy, though, to use Taobao and just have someone help you order and make sure everything is correct. Um, now, yeah, I those have, are the main apps. Yeah, go ahead. I have one more question for you regarding apps. Mm-hmm. Dating apps. Okay. Do you, Have you heard of any popular Chinese dating apps? Do they have popular Chinese dating apps? They do. I'm trying to remember what it's called now. Um, well, let me take a guess. Okay. Uh, Momo. Have you heard of that one? I have heard about Momo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's based on location, like most dating apps. Even though this app is number one dating app in China, uh, the company wants to be known for more than just that. They have launched a campaign to help homeless cats and dogs in China. But it still doesn't detract from the fact that many still peg Momo as just uh, a hookup app. <laughs> okay, interesting. Uh, Tan Tan, Tan one of those two. Okay, okay. Uh, it's it's essentially Tinder for, in China. Like it's a left left right swiping situation. It, it, I'm looking at pictures. It looks just like Tinder, but it's in Chinese. Right. Okay. Ten cent. Now that I don't like how this sounds already. Uh, right. That's true. <laughs> like it's true. Uh, is it only for uh, help you find a dime? Um, also been used. Oh, by, okay. That's uh, kind of funny. Oh wait, I mean, it's called it's called Tencent. Oh wait, it's ten. It's called QQ, but I think the company that makes it is called Tencent, or Tencent. Uh, it has games, news articles, as well as ways to learn. I was Chinese. just going to say QQ. QQ is actually way more than I've actually never heard of QQ as a dating app. I've only heard it as like a social media app, a way to share files and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a messaging app. Um, also exactly. been used to meet uh, potential singles. Maybe you just hadn't been using it to its fullest potential. I actually don't have QQ on my phone. Uh, okay. uh, I only have okay. WeChat because QQ, mm. I think, is kind of like WeChat in a lot of ways. But I think it, it must be so hard to share for... bigger files. Mm-hmm. It must be. So... Oh, is that is that really the the main? Okay, because I would say I feel like it's hard for any sort of social social media app to really flourish in the shadow of WeChat. But I guess also that doesn't mean don't try. And obviously, right. you know, QQ and ten uh, QQ's. You know, whoever is in charge of QQ is probably doing very well from the self. It's not like they're like, uh, you know, struggling over there. But, right. you know, it is an right. interesting challenge, for, I imagine, for all these apps, knowing that there's really one big daddy, big daddy, father, son, holy spirit. Right. Very true. But yeah, I would say those are the main apps uh, here in China. So let me just recap. So WeChat, Alipay. We'll see how good my memory is this morning. Mm-hmm. WeChat, Alipay. Uh, we talked about payment. Uh, DD, a rideshare mm-hmm. app which is super mm-hmm. important. WeChat, Alipay, Didi, uh, some type of translation app, Google Translate, or Jared mentioned Wago. So mm-hmm. check that out. Um, I also mentioned Lost Laowai, which is a good one for mapping and stuff. You can also use Apple Maps if you have an iPhone. Baidu, Baidu. Maps is another good one. I uh-huh. want a rim shot. Yeah. Diggy, diggy. Taobao. Taobao, Tmall. And if you can't read Chinese check out baopals.com and lastly Meituan or uh, Dianping for ordering food. There you um, go. And, and the funny thing is, Jared, I was walking around all over the place in China. I'm pretty sure I'm going to gain all the weight back I lost because I've just been ordering everything on Meituan now <laughs> because there's no... there's no. Um, usually if you buy enough food, which isn't even that much, like 20 RMB worth of food, which is like less than $5, mm-hmm. um, there's no delivery fee. 
Oh, so you wow. pay four dollars and you get your food and you don't pay a delivery fee. And the food yeah. comes within the hour usually. Yeah, here, here in the U.S., at least the apps I'm using, um, there's always going to be a delivery fee of some sort. And oh, it really makes you it. consider how lazy you are sometimes, right. um, especially here in the U.S. where everyone has cars for the most part, especially mm-hmm. where I live here in Michigan. Everyone, for the most part, has cars. really makes you consider how lazy you are because it's like, am I really going like, really to add this much to my order because I don't want to drive five minutes <laughs> down right. the road? Right. <laughs> yeah. But I, and I also have wondered, like, how are they not losing money on this? But I really don't know. Uh, Maybe it's just volume. no delivery fee. Probably. It has to be. But yeah, so yeah. anyways, those are some of the must-have apps in China. If you're coming here, download those. Oh, shoot, Jared. There's one other big one. I can't believe I almost forgot. Air Matters. So in China, there yes, are problems with air pollution. I meant to bring pollution. that up too. Yes. And Air Matters is very important. They're all Basically, if you just go into any app store on Android or iOS I have and type it. in like air quality or, or something like that, there are tons of apps. I personally really like Air Matters. I'm sure there are other good ones. But make sure you have that as well, especially now that it's getting colder in wintertime. I can tell you looking out my window right now, Jared, it is definitely a little gray. That's not because of fog. That is because of smog. So Mm. uh, keep your lungs clean, people. Get some type of air quality app before you come to China as well, especially in the winter months. So when you're walking around and on this on the on the situations where air matters tells you that it's probably a good idea to wear your air to wear your what do you call it? I, your mask. mask, yeah, your, your mask. mask, yeah. Is is do you will you just unanimous essentially unanimously see everyone on the same day wearing their mask? Like you, you mm, no, not really. No, I guess older really. people. Is it you know older? The, usually older people don't care kind of situation. I'm not really sure, and I'm not really sure why they don't wear the mask. I wonder because, I mean, they have to know the air quality is bad, right? I really don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, really don't know. I can imagine them not knowing though, and it's not even like a. It, I, 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 there's, it, I mean, there's so many people that are just, you know, especially, the, especially if they're like a certain age. I'm not mm. an ageist, but like, it's, it's sort of like how <laughs> people like ageist. it. No, no, but it's sort of talk, like about how people talk about how like, um, you know, like climate change doesn't exist, kind of thing. Where it's right. like, I can imagine people being like, I mean, I seem fine. Why am I going to worry about a mask kind of thing? Right. Um, right. But uh, so I can imagine people just, just being like, it's not that it's not as big of a deal as people make it seem like it is because you live in it and you're just like, but uh, and also because you don't really have the most, most of these people don't have the comparison, I think. And most of these people might not be aware of um, That's true. That's what good other countries are like, you know? That's true. Like, what do That's they? True. How much? What do they know about like, uh, f- just in general? They meaning like as a whole, not just specific right. people about like right. Finland right. or something like that. And sure, <laughs> very true. Um, so yeah, make sure you get those apps before you come to China. Um, but now I think let's talk about some music, Jared. Sure. So so you pick the song of the pod today. Uh, I l- let's start from here from Joanna Wang. Mm-hmm. I did pick the song, and I wanted to say my goal every now and again is to try my hardest to get you to find some um, Chinese music that can really that that you can really connect with, that you can really get on board with. Now she is not Chinese; she's Taiwanese. She's actually Taiwanese American, mm-hmm. but she's very popular in Taiwan and China. And it seems uh-huh. like just from some quick research I did that yeah, she's very popular here in the United States too. But it seems like she's really more popular in um in asia but 
in Asia, but she sings in English. Mm-hmm. Has a great and voice. She does have a great voice. And you know why I thought you might like her? Why? She kind of, to me, has a uh, Michael Buble vibe to uh okay. to her yeah and i, I know you and and your uh mother are both huge buble fans we're bublayers if that's Bo- the correct boobler's <laughs> <laughs> and um i know you guys are boobler's and so i thought she kind of reminds me of boobles i want to know what chad her? thinks of her what about her reminds i mean i think she does have like a softer kind of classy feel is that what mm-hmm. it is Yes, it's it's the genre of music kind of remi- like her like the her singing. She kind of actually, and for a woman, she kind of has a deeper voice. If, yeah, if, am I not does. mistaken? Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. The only reason I question is because I listen to these songs obviously before we start recording, and then I just mm-hmm. speak about it an hour and a half, an hour and a half or an hour later uh, right. from my memory. Right. She kind of has a deeper voice, and um, it just kind of gave me, and, and it is sort of like a. Um, now I wouldn't call it. What do you? What kind of genre would you put Buble in? Uh, Not jazz, really. Is it jazz? I mean, kind of jazz. Yeah, I would say it's like. Uh, yeah, I would say like jazz pop. Like uh, it just seems way, like kind a of like swing oldies kind of esque because he does well, a lot I'm, of like all. I'm getting at is it just seems like a similar genre to me. As as a, so like so if, for me, if you were to be me, listening to a Chinese Pandora mm, and. A Chinese on Michael Bublé station. I can imagine her coming up. up. You know who she actually kind of reminded me of, though, was uh, either like kind of Ingrid Michaelson esque or Nora Jones esque a little bit. Okay, I don't know who Ingrid Michaelson is. Obviously, I do know who Nora Jones is, um, and it's interesting that you say that because she did also another person I did think of was like Sade, and I oh, think yeah. okay. Sade and Nora Jones have a similar vibe. So I could see. Um, right. So I, I I think we're on the same page. Oh, um, definitely. I, I would like, I, but I my goal, I, I do like to bring up just Chinese stuff that I find every now and again, artists I find every now and again, um, or not, maybe not, yeah, she's not Chinese, but Chinese, popular, chi- you know, popular mm-hmm. in China artists. Because, um, you know, I'm trying to get you immersed into the culture, make you, help you make some more um, local friends. And if you right. know all the, you know, their pop culture, maybe it'll help. No, oh, maybe that will definitely help. Let's be honest. Right. Yeah, I really appreciate it. It's a great song. Check it out on our YouTube channel on Translatable Podcast and our on our Song of the Pod playlist. Let's you betcha. start from here by Joanna Wang. It's absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic. Really good song. So speaking of uh, Chinese culture and uh, getting to meet locals, Jared, it's important to learn the language. So my word for you today is "show tsi," and "show tsi" means cell phone. Okay, cell phone. Um, my Spanish word of the pod. Now, mm-hmm. this is um, an easy one. You're gonna get it, but I like that it's uh, okay. uh it, it, it's it's not surprising to me at all that this is what this is. Mm-hmm. App, which is Spanish for app, obviously. Uh huh. But it, the reason I liked it, sorry, I just kicked my microphone stand, or re, shall I say your microphone stand that I have commandeered <laughs> from you, thank you. Um, right. <laughs> it it re- reminded me of when we were talking about, like, uh, or many times we've talked about, like, the German words, or, like, saying, you know, it's not, right. if, if you were to make a sentence and say gegoogled, which it would be making the past tense of Google, 
a German person mm-hmm. would know exactly what you're saying. One hundred percent. Yeah. And wouldn't be is it confused at all? And it's like, oh yeah, I mean, I guess the word app that really only became a thing ten years ago, like right. I, or you know, me obviously became a thing. Let's say twenty years ago. Um, right. No, probably fifteen years ago. Ten seems way too mm-hmm. long. Even yeah, fifteen probably, seems too long. Right. Um, but you're anyway. probably right. It's Which like, yeah, of course, this is going to be the English word. In in China, they call it APP. I don't know why they spell it, but they call it an APP. Right. And PowerPoint still the same are PPTs. Word, yeah, still the same well, word. Well, PPT makes sense. Yeah, PowerPoint. Because PPT, that's that's APP. like the file name. Uh, that's like right. The, right. PowerPoint. That's like the. But I, I guess PPT makes sense because that's the file name, and I can mm-hmm. imagine it would be hard for a Chinese person to say PowerPoint. Yeah, maybe. You're right. Actually, you're right. Anyways, I got a couple jokes for you, Jared. Where do phones like to travel? Uh, where's that? The Great Call of China. Who? Could have just said the Great Wall of China because that's also... Uh, isn't that not just a physical thing but also a technological term? That's an internet thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's an internet thing. Uh, why was the cell phone wearing glasses? Mm. Why was the cell phone wearing glasses, Chad? Because he lost all of his contacts. <laughs> lost my contacts. That's a good one. A good uh, one. I text like that me one. with your phone number. Remember back in the early Facebook days when you you'd get those. Uh, I, I I remember getting those sometimes, being like, "How is this happening? I've never. That's never happened to me. I, I've never lost all yeah, my me contacts. Either. Me either. Me either. I don't know. I guess it happens. Back, to some back people, up. Jared. Back up your say? phones, people. That's right. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, just to recap, I would say that if you are planning on coming to visit China, um, unless you speak the language fluently and have been here before, please bring a smartphone with you. Get a SIM card. You can get them at the airport or at any China mobile or China Unicom. You betcha. Uh, also, make sure, though, when you do that, you bring your passport um, as well. And unless you're in Beijing or a very big city, I would also bring someone who speaks Chinese to help you as well. Because if you don't, well, but if you have the Wago app on your phone, then you could do some translation. So download Wago if you don't have internet yet, mm-hmm. then you can translate and still be able to communicate, I think, with, um, and actually Google Translate as well. I think you can download it beforehand and it should still work as yeah, well. Yeah, I think you can but put, yeah. download like content mm-hmm. packs, essentially. Exactly. exactly. But yeah, but there are a lot of big important apps in China. Just to recap, WeChat, Alipay, uh, DD, um, WeChat, I would say just the essentials. If you had to download five of them, I would say WeChat, Alipay, uh, WeChat, Alipay, DD, some translation app, and uh, also a mapping app. So mm-hmm. check those out. Um, refer to our main segment if you want more information about those. And so, yes, we'll be mm-hmm. back soon at some point in the near future. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about some uh, must-have must apps have here in the United apps. States. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to it. So let us know if there are any other apps that you use personally in China at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram page for all sorts of pics and clips from our uh, podcast. Check out our YouTube channel for the songs of the pod playlist, uh, untranslatablepodcast at youtube.com. Or if you want to see our beautiful faces, you can find them there as well. And uh, lastly, we really thank all of you for your support here at the Untranslatable Podcast. We are over 20 countries, and it's amazing. Um, So feel free to drop a line anytime. And one way you can do that is to give us five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Give us some feedback on how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Dekuyame, which is gracias, and shishu.